Whether you're a CEO, founder, C-suite executive, employee, investor, salesperson, it's very important to know what's going to happen to the U.S. economy under a Joe Biden administration. So in today's episode, we're going to cover the following things. Number one, how his policies are going to affect different industries. And I mean every industry, energy, Hollywood, finance. We're going to cover it all. Gold, we'll cover all that stuff. Number two. Who is potentially going to be in his administration? Who's he choosing? It's important for you to know because some of them is going to impact your industry. Next, what is he going to be doing in the first 100 days? What can he do with the tax laws? What can he change about tax laws? What can he not do? Those are all things we need to know. At the end, I'm going to share with you my next five plus moves if I were you. So stick around till the very end because you're going to get a PDF with everything I talk about in this video to talk to your friends, family, co-workers, boss, board, whoever it may be. But uh, before we get into everything, that's, I think it's very important we preface what is really going on right now. So right now the score is 279 to 217 Biden. Biden's got the lead, although Georgia and Arizona are doing a recount by hand. By the time you watch this, the results may be out already. You know, the House Dems own 218 to, I believe, 202. Uh, I want to say the Dems lost five seats. The Republicans took six seats. On the Senate side, Republicans now have 50 to 48. They took on Alaska. So they're now 50 to 48 with two seats left. When it comes down to Senate, which is going to be the biggest, biggest runoff we've had with $200 million being spent in Georgia. And these are the candidates you're looking at right now for Senate. You're looking at uh, Democratic Raphael Warnock going against Kelly Loeffler, Republican. Then you're looking at John Ossoff, Democrat, going against Senator David Perdue. This is a red state. The last time Georgia had a Democratic senator was in 2000, Zell Miller. So this is very important for a lot of things I cover because the $1.5 trillion tax cut that uh, Biden may want to get rid of, he needs the Senate. I talk to my accountants, my CPAs, a lot of different people. They can't do this. But if it's 50-50, 50 seats Dems, 50 seat Republicans, the person that becomes the tiebreaker vote is Kamala Harris. So it's very, very important what's going on. We're not going to know uh, those two seats until January. That's why $200 million of money is being spent. Republicans are going there. Democrats are going there that have nothing to do with the state. Everybody's campaigning there. And last but not least, one of the things that could also take place is, say Trump ends up conceding and losing, he may want to have a negotiation taking place so he could be pardoned for any future issues so they cannot just come back and keep him in court for a while. A lot of these things are on the table uh, that is currently taking place. So let's set that part aside. Let's set that part aside. Let's talk about what Biden's plans are in his first 100 days. So there are a lot of different things on his mind, but the number one thing on his mind is the handling of coronavirus. And he brought on board the chief of coronavirus task force, Michael Osterham, who uh, he has suggested to Biden that it is a good idea for us to shut down the economy for four to six weeks. So remember this, four to six weeks shutdown many times can lead to a 90-day shutdown. Because if we go four to six weeks and the economy is not still recovering, you have to know that we may say, let's go another four weeks. If we already gone six weeks, let's go four more weeks. And I can easily turn into 90 days. Which leads to the stimulus package. What's he going to do? Because if you're going to shut down the economy for four to six weeks, what are you going to be doing? So here's where he's at with the stimulus. He has ideas, but nothing is specific. For example, the CARES Act that Trump had, he has something similar to that that he wants to announce, which is helping out 100 
160 million people paying him $1,200 a month, but he doesn't know the exact number yet because he's got to get it past Senate and the House. Number two, extension of unemployment benefits, which we had $600 a week for unemployment provided by many different states, and the temporary relief provided additional $300 a week for six weeks. Biden has no specific plan for that. He just says, I'm going to do something like that. The next one is bigger monthly Social Security checks. He wants to increase the monthly Social Security checks that the current beneficiaries are getting $200 more. He wants to put $200 more to that. The other potential measures he could take is more money to small businesses, emergency sick leave for everyone who needs it, fiscal relief to states. He also wants to do no out-of-pocket money for COVID-19 testing, treatment, and an eventual vaccine. So you're not going to be paying for that stuff. That's what he wants to pass. So now the question becomes, can he do all of this stuff by himself without needing the Senate or the Republicans to support it. He will use wartime legislation known as the Defense Production Act, DPA, to compel U.S. businesses to make personal protective equipment, medical supplies, ventilators, and whatever else the U.S. needs to tackle the pandemic. Biden also has set out plans to increase unemployment insurance, send more direct payments to struggling Americans, forgive some student loans, and provide more aid to small businesses. But, here's a big but, Biden will probably need Republican support for a major stimulus package. And after running up the biggest budget deficit in history under Trump, the Republicans have begun talking about the necessity to balance the books once more. The other issue that's on top of his list is climate change. Biden himself said number one issue facing humanity is climate change. So the whole Paris Climate Accord, they're going back at it with the 174 other countries. He's also introduced a climate change proposal for $1.7 trillion in federal spending over the next 10 years. So that's where he stands with climate change. Another thing that he's working very aggressively is the minimum wage topic. You see a lot of different states. Florida just announced we're going to $15 minimum wage by 2026, which means they're going to increase the minimum wage a dollar every year. But Biden wants to make the federal minimum wage from $720 to $15. That is $720 to $15. So all the restaurants that the waiters, waitresses get paid $720 minimum wage plus tips, their cost is going to double. Wait till you see what's going to happen to the restaurant and hospitality industry. Here minimum, we look at it. So he will be facing and challenging the Republicans to raise federal minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour. Another thing is he's continuously talked about he wants to give two years of college-free community college to every single American family that wants to go to college, but it's a little bit more technical than that. Let me kind of unpack it for you so you know how this is going to work out. Biden could wipe out $50,000 of student debt per borrower without Congress. Here are three other areas where he can help the struggling U.S. economy, even with a GOP-controlled Senate. Here's why this matters. Both Senator Chuck Schumer and Senator Elizabeth Warren unveiled a proposal for the next president to cancel up to $50,000 in student loan debt. The President of the United States has the power to broadly cancel student loan debt, help close the racial wealth gap, and give a big boost to families and our economy, Warren said in a statement in September. It's time to use the existing authority and permanently improve the lives of tens of millions of Americans. Now, this is the part. Biden has proposed for giving $10,000 in student loan for borrowers as part of coronavirus relief package. Nearly 42 million Americans owe a total of $1.7 trillion. Why does this matter? Why does Elizabeth Warren matter? because you're gonna find out here in a minute if she is gonna be part of his cabinet. The next one's pretty obvious, Affordable Health Care Act, AKA Obamacare. He's gonna bring that back and probably try to get it even to be more extensive than what it was before because Obama was a person, he was a VP too, and Obama campaign for him. There's gotta be a certain level of loyalty to bring that back up, so expect that to come back around in the first 100 days. As far as travel bans go, many of those are gonna go away, starting with abandoning Trump's 
travel ban on mostly Muslim countries, that's going to go away. And next one is taxes. He is planning on getting rid of all of the $1.5 trillion Trump's tax plan that he unveiled in 2017. Biden wants to get away with it. Now, what does this really mean to you? I'm going to explain every one of them for you so you can kind of get an idea. Trump's tax plan, if you look at the screen right now, he lowered corporate taxes to 21%. Biden wants to increase it to 28 Income and payroll taxes, 37% under Trump. Biden wants to increase the top line to 52%. Small business taxes went down to 29.6%. Biden wants to increase that to 39.6%. Capital gains and dividend taxes went down to 23.8%. He will be increasing that to 43.4%. So to concern a lot of business owners, private equity, VC, you're going to see what's going to happen to them here in a minute because they're going to be affected by this by, as far as industries goes, is the following. What's going to happen with taxes and can Biden, with an executive order, go ahead and revert back all of the tax cuts that Trump gave? And here's the answer. The answer is no, but there's a technical no. He may not be able to get rid of all of it. This is why Georgia matters so much with the two Senate seats, the, races that's go the race that's going on. It's very, very important. But he can make adjustments, meaning if himself, you know, if some of the guys on Republicans are come back and say, listen, 28, maybe we're not going to do 20, but maybe we raise it 21 to 25. They may then negotiate to change some of those numbers, but it may not come back up. So there may be some kind of negotiation going on in 2021. But if he wants to cut all of it and get rid of it, he's going to need the Senate. So Georgia's going to matter more than ever before. This is why they're spending $200 million in Georgia. So let's go through the cabinet real quick. These are just some of the names that's being thrown around. We can decide for yourself whether you like it or not, but this is what he's looking at right now as far as cabinet goes. Secretary of State, he's looking at Susan Rice, Obama's national security advisor, or Anthony Bilkin, Obama's former deputy secretary of state and deputy national security advisor. So he's looking at some of the guys that were under Obama. So what Obama had is what Biden's planning on having. As far as Secretary of Defense goes, he's looking at Michelle Florney, which is Hillary's pick in 2016, former Under Secretary of Defense, or Jeff Johnson, Obama's Department of Homeland Security head, which is, again, you're getting what Hillary and Obama had as far as the Secretary of Defense goes. As far as Attorney General goes, he's looking at Sally Yates, career federal prosecutor. She's the one who refused to defend Trump's executive order, banning travelers from several Muslim-majority countries. So you know what, she's, what role she's going to play. He's also looking at Senator Doug Jones from Alabama or Tom Perez, who is a DNC chairman. Now, as far as the Secretary of Treasury goes, this is where it gets interesting. Number one on his list. You ready? Senator Elizabeth Warren. Financial industry, brace for impact. Now, let's look at Secretary of Homeland Security. He's looking at Lisa Monaco, Obama's Homeland Security Advisor, or Alejandro Mayorkas, former director of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services. This could be a lot of different possibilities for the dreamers. This next one's very important. Secretary of Labor, you know who he's looking at? Bernie Sanders. You know what Bernie Sanders wants to do? Raise federal minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour. So again, brace for impact. Next one is Secretary of Commerce, which he's choosing, I believe it may be Meg Whitman, which is a former CEO of Quibi that just went out of business. They raised one point a billion, but she did a great job at eBay. She took the company, I believe, from four million a year to eight billion a year and from uh, 30 employees to 15,000 employees. And she ran for governor in the state of you know, as a Republican in the state of California. So she's actually not a bad pick to have as Secre Secretary of Commerce. As far as Secretary of Energy goes, he is looking at Ernest Moniz and Elizabeth Sherwood Randall, both on Obama's cabinet for energy. The challenge is Moniz is tied to fossil fuels, so progressives may not think he's far left enough to push the agenda that they're trying to push with Biden. Then you have Administrator of the Environmental Protection Agency, Mary Nichols, is number one on that list. They call her the Queen of Green. 
uh, California air regulator who she is. This is very important because if they want to do anything with climate change or the $1.7 trillion plan over the next 10 years, she's probably going to be pushing that and spearheading that project. Last but not least, head of veteran affairs. She's looking at somebody that made a big name for themselves in this last election, and that's Mayor Pete Buttigieg. He was in the military before himself, so he has experience and he has strong opinions, so that's going to be who he's putting there for head of veteran affairs. So before I get into the next part, if you're getting value so far about what I'm talking about in the episode, push that thumbs up button and the subscribe button. If you did so, I appreciate you for doing so. Let me get right into it. So industries, how are industries going to be affected under a Biden administration? Let's talk about airlines. So airlines were taking a big hit, Pfizer announces vaccine, stock explodes some 20, 30, 40% for some of these companies. Some were talking American Airlines may go out of business, but what's going to happen under Biden? Here's a few challenges that they're going to be facing. Number one, Biden is all about the mask and he's all about social distancing. And a lot of the airlines recently have been getting away with being able to sit next to each other with a mask on. Biden may enforce six feet social distancing so flights may not be full, meaning you cannot have another person sitting next to you that's a stranger unless if it's your family and that's going to take a big hit for airlines. The other one is the fact that what they're doing right now, if by any chance these airlines start kind of hurting and their numbers drop off, he, he and his administration may force for some of them to acquire one another. So the airline industry could be a very fickle. I know these guys go on very small margins, three and a half percent. The airline industry is not going to be looking good under Biden administration. Next, automobiles. This one's going to be interesting because, you know, he's, he's all about climate change and they're going to want to bring back giving tax credits to buyers who buy electric cars. So we're talking about it's going to benefit Tesla, probably Volkswagen, GM, Ford, and any other manufacturer that's making cars that are electric. However, all the other cars that are oil-burning cars, they're probably going to take a big hit. So watch that very closely. You will see some companies go like this and some are going to take massive hits. Cannabis industry could be very ecstatic based on some of the things that Biden administration is working on, meaning you have the States Act and the Moore's Act that currently puts cannabis as a controlled substance. But if those go away, then you're talking about the tax code 280E. If you're in the cannabis industry, you know what I'm talking about. That allows the entrepreneur, the business owner, to write off their operating expenses on a monthly basis, which means their profit's gonna go higher and they can net more. It's, it's all gonna be good. If those things go together, it's removed as a controlled substance, it benefits the cannabis industry. So let's talk about casinos and gambling. So one thing we do know is the fact that online gambling and online betting is on fire. One of the fastest growing uh, uh, segments of casinos right now, it's not even close what they're doing. Last year, the Trump administration wanted to reinforce the 1961 Wire Act, which kind of hurt the online gambling industry. And Biden's not for it. He's totally against it. So the online gambling industry may do well under a Biden administration. However, if they're going to still shut down for another four to six weeks, which is chief of uh, task force for coronavirus is suggesting to do, the physical casinos may take a hit. Online gambling may do very well but he may give a stimulus to the union that's dealing with casinos. So again, a lot going on there, but it's something to think about if you're in that industry. So manufacturers, which is a big part of the economy, has taken a hit due to the tariffs that Trump put against China and some of these other countries. Obviously, Biden is a little more pro-China than uh, Trump is. Matter of fact, not a little bit more, a lot more. He's always done business with China. He's, he's probably going to remove a lot of those sanctions towards China, which means Boeing, Honeywell, a lot of those companies, GE, 
that is doing business out there, they're probably going to continue. So those tariffs are going to help a lot of the manufacturing company that we have in America. It's going to help us short-term, long-term, it's just going to strengthen China. So next one is restaurants, which restaurants are not in a good place right now for many different reasons, especially what happened with the pandemic and they were shut down 75%, 50%, 25%. You know what I'm talking about. They had to put the plexiglass. A lot of restaurants couldn't afford to put the plexiglass following all the guidelines. The restaurant industry is going to take a massive hit. Here's why. He is thinking about enforcing a $15 minimum wage, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, you kind of already see that taking place. If he does, again, we talked about this before, restaurants typically pay minimum wage to their waiters and waitresses, and they make money on the tip, so they make $7.20. Now restaurants have to raise that $7.20 to $15, which it may not be a big deal in a big market like Miami or New York or Chicago or Dallas or San Francisco or LA, but it's gonna hurt the restaurant business and the rest of America, that's not a big market. They can't afford to take it to 15 bucks. They will. And then at the same time, shutting down and doing that part, in 2019, the numbers came back on what is the cost, the operating expense on what it is to run a business for restaurants. 31% is their labor. That's more than the amount of money they spend restaurants on food, 31%. So imagine that 31% doubles if you take minimum wage from 720 to 15 bucks. Restaurants are going to take a massive, massive hit if they continue the way they're going right now with uh, some of Biden's ideas. Retailers, this one's pretty easy. I mean, this is a non-essential industry, so at any point they can shut them down and not go to work. And to take them from 720 to 15 bucks, a lot of retailers are gonna take a big hit with us raising it and shutting down. So it's gonna be a double whammy for the retail industry. So, so the next one is pharmaceuticals, which you know he has said that he's gonna go back and renegotiate prices with these big pharma companies to so say, hey, you know, you got to achieve, you're making too much money. But I think it's a lot of talk with this one because Obamacare only helped those guys. So to come out with this, when we know when Obamacare came out, cost went up 40% as an employer myself. I was getting health insurance for everybody like this. Insurance went up. So if that comes back around at the levels that he wants it, and he says he's going to go negotiate with big pharma, I just don't see that happening. So I don't see a lot changing on the big pharma industry. So now let's talk about the big technology companies. We start off with Google or Alphabet. They're going to take a very big hit. Here's why. So you know, early days when the internet first came out, there was something called Section 230, which prevented these big technology, social media companies, Google companies, from being sued for what the user says. So imagine I put up something and I say something and I have something that's inaccurate. Section 230 protected YouTube and Google from saying, I didn't do it, our users did it, I didn't do it. Somebody on Facebook posted it, I didn't do it, somebody said it on Twitter. Biden wants to enforce and get rid of Section 230 to put the liability on the company, which means a company like Google, YouTube, Facebook may have to hire a whole new department to approve, watch this, to approve every video before it gets uploaded on YouTube. So imagine if that happens. Number one, the speed up getting approved video, that's going to take a long time. And number two, it's going to get the interest away from people that want to create content so they could go away. So this could really throw a wrench into Alphabet and Google. He's not going to be as friendly to them, it seems like, as Obama was few years ago when he was the president. So the next one is Amazon. The, the, the thing with Amazon is under every administration, it's just nobody's been able to do it going up against uh, Bezos. And I don't know if he's going to be able to do it or not. Uh, uh, Amazon's probably the closest thing to a monopoly that we have in America today. Although Walmart growing helps Amazon and some of these other guys growing helps Amazon. But he may want to get in the way because Amazon is the number one product. They have products, but they're also sellers. So they're working on both ends, and that kind of gives them an edge and a lack of accountability and somewhat of an accountability. So he may make it very hard for Amazon. He may not. I don't know. It's going to be very tough to go against Amazon. 
but he may want to do it. So we'll see. So let's talk about Apple. Even though Tim Cook, under Trump's administration, had a good relationship going on, even though politically they fully disagree, this may actually be a good thing for Apple because Biden, again, what he does with China, he cuts those tariffs, regulation opens it up. Apple cannot produce their phones in China for cheaper cost, bigger margins for themselves. That's going to be beneficial to them. And at the same time, a lot of Apple's engineers that they were recruiting, it made it easier when they had the H-1B visas, but Trump made it a little bit harder. I have a feeling Biden is going to make it easier to get those visas, which means more engineers could come and work for Apple. So it could actually end up being a good thing for Apple. Again, it goes to China. So if those tariffs open up, the chip maker industry, $400 billion a year, Intel, you got a lot of different companies that are making it in China, they're going to benefit from it. But at the same time, the sanctions that Trump put on Huawei Biden may loosen up. He may eliminate all the sanctions with Huawei. And Huawei was a, I don't know if you remember a few years ago, everything we heard about on a daily basis was Huawei, Huawei, Huawei. Huawei may be another company you may be hearing about on a daily basis again if Biden loosens up those tariffs. Hollywood. Let's talk Hollywood. So Hollywood's going to have an interesting time because uh, when's the last time you saw a new movie coming out that you were excited about? Honestly, when's the last time you watched a movie? Like, oh my gosh, it's a big actor. Not happening right now because they're not working, right? So Hollywood's really taking a big hit with COVID, but... Biden's policies could absolutely hurt Hollywood because of social distancing, because of all these other parameters and guidelines you have to follow. So they may double or triple the cost of these, you know, studios that are trying to produce a movie. So again, and then the four to six weeks, so Hollywood's still going to take a hit. For as long as uh, Biden's administration wants to believe in a shutdown, Hollywood's going to take a big hit. Social media. This one's interesting because we're talking about Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. So it's going to be not good for content creators because Facebook and Twitter, every time they went against Trump or they did something that they wanted to remove a post, Trump from the top is like censorship, 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 censorship. And they had to go to court, constantly defend themselves. And it was always these embarrassing things you were seeing on interviews and being held and all this stuff. It's not going to happen under Biden. Biden's going to be a little bit more lenient, which they're going to have more ability to go and say, we want to delete this. And the president's going to say, you have the right to do so. That may take place. And on top of that, uh, Biden's probably not going to tweet as often as Twitter is, as, as, as often as Trump is, which means that could hurt Twitter stock because so many people, those who love him, those who are in the middle and those who hate him, simply log on on Twitter every day to see what Trump has to say. And if Trump goes from tweeting 10 times a day, 20 times a day, to once or twice a day under Biden, I don't know. I don't know if Twitter wins here, especially if Trump just decides to go to a complete different place. Twitter may actually take a hit the next couple of years. I think Facebook, Google, YouTube, their backing is going to be stronger because Biden's going to let them be a little bit more loose and censor whoever they want on the right. So telecom and wireless may, may not be too happy with Biden because Biden may get in there and want to force them to lower their prices because for the longest time, you know, telecom and these guys have been going at it. They don't have like 50 competitors. It's just a handful of people that keep competing for the same margin. This guy's got 21%, 19%. But if he starts going in there saying your pricing's too high, your pricing's too high, your pricing's too high, they'll have to change cost for phone, for internet, for service, a lot of that stuff. So I don't know if it's going to be a good time for telecommunication the next two or four years. So agriculture is a little bit technical as well. So first of all, you know, you know, he's not for oil. He's talked about it a lot, fracking, oil, all that stuff. So a lot of these companies that make those corn uh, or, or soy biofuels that is used in motor fuels that's from agriculture and farms, they're going to take a hit potentially. But if he opens up the tariffs with China, they can now sell to other places. So that could benefit them. And then the meat packing 
companies that are constantly digging, taking shots at them by Cory Booker or Elizabeth Warren saying they're feckless, you know, they're not responsible because, they're, you know, people are working so closely, kind of like Amazon. All these guys are working at the place. They may enforce some social distancing. So it's a lot of different things going on at the same time. Some are going to enjoy it, some are not going to enjoy it. So energy industry is also going to be interesting because there's a lot of different moving parts with this one too because on one end, he doesn't want oil, but at the same time, he wants to go more green with the whole $1.7 trillion over 10 years. But if they don't have the Senate, he's not going to be able to pass a $1.7 trillion over 10 years. So green may do well if they have Senate 50-50 because Kamala will be voting, but if they don't, they probably can pass that, cannot pass that. So it's going to help green, it's going to hurt oil. Uh, again, it's going to be a lot coming down to whether they're going to have control over Senate or not. All right, gold and precious metals, this one's going to be simple because anytime we print more dollar, more money, the more we give away stimulus, entitlement programs, I'm going to give away this money here, that money here, the more we print, value of gold goes higher. So he's planning on printing a lot of money over the next two to four years, that means the value of gold's Gold and precious metals should go higher the next two to four years. All right, finance uh, and how the market's going to do. First of all, the more money, free money we give away to people short term, we do better. It's that simple. Market's going to get a boost because people have more money to spend. Short term, we're going to look good. Long term, we're going to be in shambles. You're talking about stagflation, inflation. A lot of prices will pay long term. Short term, it'll look pretty. Long term, your kids or grandkids are going to be paying a lot of taxes very soon. I had venture capital and private equity. This one, you know, he's committed to giving $10 billion into the economy to go buy and invest into startups and all this other stuff. So there's going to be some, you know, uh, national, not nationalized, but government-owned companies that they own shares in the company. So that's going to be taking place, which if there's going to be anybody who as a business partner, it's probably not the government, uh, as an owner of your company. But at the same time, uh, I think a lot of VCs, a lot of private equity is going to be a little bit tighter. Taxes are going to go up for them. Some of them are going to try to sell this year. Somebody's going to try to time it. A lot of sellers and founders may hang on to their business or their portfolio to not sell it soon. They'll hang on to it for four to eight years. Maybe they'll sell a percentage, retain more long-term. But this is going to get very, very technical to private equity and VCs on what's going to happen with the new tax plans, especially if Republicans lose Senate in Georgia. All right, so we just talked about different industries. Now let's talk about your next five moves. I'm going to give you three additional moves on top of the five moves. Um, number one move, whatever you're doing right now, whatever industry you're in right now, the first thing you got to do is you got to go meet with your CPA and don't wait. Meet with them and ask questions specifically, how are the noon tax laws going to affect me? But don't wait till 2021. Meet with your CPA ASAP. That is your number one move. Number two, all the names I gave you on this cabinet, go study them and find out how progressive they are because the more progressive they are, the more taxes are going to go higher. There's going to be a lot of different changes taking place, but don't just kind of wing it. Go study who he's choosing for his cabinet because it's going to affect you and your family. Do some math and study who's going to be president in 2024. If Biden is president, by 2024, he'll be 82. Is he going to run again on, on a second term? Or if he's not, who will be replacing him? Is it going to be Kamala Harris? Which leads me to point number four. If Biden's going to be 82, we've, he's already going to be the oldest president we've ever had, 78 years old, but he'll be 82 years old. Can he have the energy to run again for another eight years, four years to be a president at 86? I don't know. If he decides to step away and Kamala's going to be the president and she chooses a VP or somebody bumps up to be the VP, the next thing you got to study is what is Kamala Harris's policies? How far left is she? How progressive is she? Because if she becomes a president and replaces Biden, you just have to be prepared. If that takes place, are you okay with the policies and whatever they may be? 
how do you need to pivot based on Kamala's Paris policies? So don't just study Biden's policies. <laughs> you got to study Kamala's policies as well. So number five, the election matters a lot. Don't get me wrong. Presidency matters a lot. But this midterm is probably going to be just as important as the election that we had. So take a very close look at the midterms because Congress won and the Republicans picked up six seats. Democrats picked up five. Are they going to keep during the midterms or will Republicans flip more seats to take over House and the Senate? And if that does happen, what can they really pass? It's just going to be an executive you know, uh, 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 what do you call it, executive uh, uh, orders nonstop back to back to back. And he won't be able to pull a lot of the plans that they want to pull if they lose House and Senate. If the flip side, if they get all three, they can do anything they want after midterms. Next, if you're a founder CEO, when you meet with your CPA, don't just ask how the taxes affects you. Ask how the taxes affects your investors, Ask how the taxes affects your employees, your salespeople, your clients, everybody that directly or indirectly is doing business with you because you want to know where they're at to also be able to know their strengths, their weaknesses, their positioning so you can help them out, so you can strengthen your partnership with them, whether it's your employees, your salespeople, your partners, or your vendors. So point number seven is the complete opposite of point number six. If you're an employee or salesperson, or an executive in a company, but you're not a CEO or founder, go study taxes and see how it affects all of you, including your customers, and how it affects your CEO and founder. Because if you study that, then you'll be able to say, I kind of understand what my boss is going through right now. I may not be in a position to go out and ask for a big raise because his taxes just went up. Let me understand his positioning. Because if you go to him, he's going to say, what are you talking about? I just have to give 20% more this year than I paid last year. We can't do a lot of that stuff right now. My hands are tied behind my back. So go also study taxes on how it affects your boss and the business owner above you. Point number eight is something I do every single time something happens in a market. Here's what I do. I call every single industry expert I know. Here's what the call sounds like. Hey, Bob. Hey, Jason. Hey, Jack. Uh, what's going on with the marketplace? What do you mean? New president. New this. Is there any new regulation? Any new legislation? Anything I need to be looking out for? Are any of the companies I'm working with affected by this negatively? Because I don't want that. I don't want any of the companies I'm working with to be negative, effectively negatively. And they'll say, well, here's what's going on. This is what could happen. This. If Elizabeth Warren does this, you could face it. Depart they so I'm gathering intel from everybody by calling five to seven different people. Now I'm informed. I take all of that information that I have, and I have a meeting with my staff to say, this is what we need to look out for next. Here's what could happen here. And this is what we're going to be doing moving forward. And before I give you the free PDF, uh, on everything I've covered with you here so you can process it for yourself. The whole thing I'm telling you about is about knowing your next 5, 10, 15 moves. Everything is about your next 5, 15, 5 10, 15 moves. If you've not yet read the book, Your Next 5 Moves, I wrote this book. It came out three months ago. It's already sold nearly 100,000 copies. If you've not read it, it's the number one Wall Street Journal bestseller. Go order it because everything about the way you think in 2020 going into 2021 has to be about your next 5, 10, 15 moves. So with that being said, if you want the PDF, send us a text titled Biden, B-I-D-E-N, to 310-340-1132. Once again, Biden to 310-340-1132. We're going to send the entire PDF today to you. And if you're out of the country and you cannot text us, go to the link below, subscribe to our newsletter, and we will send you the PDF for free. If you got a lot of value from this episode today, push the thumbs up and click subscribe to our channel here. Thanks for watching, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.